Hello, this is Jerry Hendricks. And Adrian Hendricks with Save One More Now Incorporated, where our focus is to lovingly confront all activities that dishonor human life created in the image of God. There is no greater dishonor to God and to human life than to bypass, by ignorance or rejection, His salvation that is only available through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. Our message today is entitled, True Love. We begin with the words of Jesus, first from John 3, verses 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Second, from John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. And third, from another passage in the 14th chapter of John at verse 21, He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. It is our hope that this message gives you something to consider regarding the nature of true love. Today, we would like to send an expression of love to all listeners, which began with the reading of Jesus' words to Nicodemus, recorded in the New Testament book of John. Many folks know John 3.16 so well they can recite it. We are thankful for the truth of these words from Jesus because believing in, that is, having confidence in Jesus, the anointed, only begotten Son of God, is what saves us. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 through 13 reads that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes for righteousness and with the mouth confession is made toward salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But our gratitude doesn't stop there. Jesus went on to explain why the love of God was necessary. Many people resist the gospel or the good news of what Jesus did for humankind because they think they are good or moral or have good intentions or do good works or something along that line. We have even heard people say that they don't need to be saved because they aren't lost. Let's repeat for you what Jesus told Nicodemus. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Jesus is saying that to not believe in him is to agree with the condemnation that has already been decreed. 
Romans chapter 3 verse 23 reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Romans chapter 6 verse 23 reads, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Salvation by the sacrifice of His only begotten Son, Jesus, is God's love gift to descendants of the pinnacle of His earthly creation, Adam and Eve. How wonderful that so many people have made the sacred choice, and the choice God gives people to choose Him is sacred, to believe in, call on, and depend upon Jesus. However, if you are listening to this and have not yet made this choice, we respectfully and earnestly ask you to seriously think about what it'll mean for your eternal future for you to make or to refuse this choice. There is no guarantee that you will ever have another opportunity to choose Jesus to save you from God's wrath and judgment. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 reads, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. John the Baptist is recorded as saying to religious leaders in Matthew 3, verse 7, and in Luke 3, verses 7 and 8, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Live lives which shall prove your change of heart. God already sees our lives and knows everything about us. Psalm 139 tells us that. We recommend that you take some time and read that psalm aloud over and over again and allow the truth of this scripture to have a place in your heart. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand, I awake, and I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. 
If at any time you realize your need to accept God's love gift of Jesus, just tell him with your mouth that you believe God raised Jesus from the dead and you agree to follow whatever Jesus tells you. Then get a Bible and read it every day. That way you will learn to know the voice of Jesus and how to follow your loving Good Shepherd. Now for those of you who have just become followers of Jesus or have followed him for years, there is the matter of how to express your love to him. Well, here are second and third quotes from Jesus we read earlier from John 14, verses 15, 23, and 24. If you love me, keep my commandments. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. He also said at John 15, verses 12 through 14 and verse 17, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. These things I command you, that you love one another. In short, Jesus said our demonstration of love toward him means that we keep his commandments and his words. That word keep includes the idea of watching something, keeping guard over it, protecting it, and maintaining it. We could say that keep means both to remember and to do what we remember. Jesus doesn't want sacrifices, but he does want obedience to his commandments and to his words. The end of this is desire for us to spend eternity with him who loved us and gave himself for us, according to Ephesians 5, verse 2. Now this is something we must all understand. Everyone who follows Jesus, the anointed, only begotten Son of God, must have their singular allegiance to him alone. He has given us the commandment as 1 John 3, verses 23 and 24 read. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandments dwells in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he has given us. And in 1 John 4, verse 21, we see, And this commandment have we from him, that he who loves God loves his brother also. If we claim Jesus as Lord, Master, and Savior, we must do what he and only he tells us. To this very point, Jesus said at Luke 6:46, And why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? With these things in mind, we have some questions that need to be asked of certain professionals who may believe they are Christians doctors, nurses, and other medical providers. Did Jesus tell you to perform abortions? Did he ever instruct you to counsel women who appear to be in poverty or live in difficult circumstances to abort their babies? Did Jesus ever lead you to help young girls who were pregnant as a result of promiscuity or sexual abuse by aborting their babies, sometimes repeatedly? Where is the love there? Politicians, attorneys, and judges, did Jesus ever tell you to speak for the choice of women who say they want to abort their babies, but not speak on behalf of babies who cannot speak but want to live? 
Did Jesus ever tell you to support legislation, argue cases, or render judgments that would allow even one baby to be murdered by either ripping her from her mother's body before she was born, or to kill him when he was on the threshold of life by the barbaric practice of crushing his skull and removing his brain? Is that a loving thing to do? Preachers, priests, bishops, and evangelists. Has Jesus led you to be so busy with your spiritual work that you refuse to speak out against any law that allows human babies to be killed at will for any reason in a society which neither understands nor respects Jesus' visit to earth as a human baby? Did he tell you not to bother to explain to your congregations that babies are more important than animal and plant life on earth because he died to redeem mankind, not the environment where people reside? Does he instruct you to be quiet about the wickedness of the human heart to which application of the blood he shed will cure? Is Jesus telling you to turn your eyes and attention away from exposing secret sins of those who listen to you when your silence dooms them to the holy wrath of God? How does that show love? These are hard questions, but they are more important than you realize because your eternal future may hang in the balance. We can tell you quite confidently that if you believe the answer to any of these questions is yes, Jesus, the Creator, is not the one giving you instructions. Perhaps the most detestable practice to the Lord God was something for which he repeatedly warned and punished the Israelites, but they wouldn't stop. That was sacrificing their children to the fire god Molech. Leviticus 18 verse 21 records the clear, solemn commandment of the Lord God. And you shall not let any of your seed pass through the fire to Molech, neither shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Just so they got the message, the Lord God tells them again at Leviticus 20 verses 1 through 5 and includes consequences for violation. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Again you shall say to the children of Israel, Whosoever he be of the children of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn in Israel, that gives any of his seed to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. And I will set my face against that man, and will cut him off from among his people, because he has given of his seed to Molech to defile my sanctuary and to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do any ways hide their eyes from the man when he gives of his seed to Molech and kill him not, then I will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut him off and all that go a-whoring after him to commit whoredom with Molech from among their people. The prophet Jeremiah also cried against this hideous practice at Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 35. And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Moloch, which I commanded them not. Neither came it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Jesus issued a warning to his disciples at Matthew chapter 18, starting at verse 3, and said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. 
But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. The fate of those who cause children to stumble is repeated by Jesus at Mark 9, verse 42. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hang about his neck, and he were cast into the sea. Think about it a minute. God is not conflicted about humanity, nor is he confused about how children should be treated. How much more do you think he detests any practice done today that brings harm to our little ones? But those of us who love and revere the name of Jesus as Lord, Master, and Savior know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he not only has the answer, Jesus, our Creator, is the answer. Please, refuse to follow the way of death for babies, for mothers, and even the judgment of God for yourself by choosing what appear to be quick and easy solutions to life and death problems. Proverbs 28.13 says, He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. For those who have participated in deliberate activities that do not involve military conflict, which ended in the death of another man, woman, boy, or girl, either through abortion or any other practice, please take this message to heart. If listening to these words causes you anger, ask yourself why, and while you are at it, ask Jesus what he has to say about how you feel. It could be that he has been telling you to repent all along, but you refused. To repent means to change your mind about what you were doing and stop. But this time, Jesus is sending you a Choose Life bumper sticker or license plate or someone at an abortion clinic with a sign that reads, Life Begins at Conception or a message on the radio. You see, he is serious about your eternal future. And as 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. If, however, listening to these words has caused you sorrow for your deeds to the point you never want to repeat them, Jesus sees your repentant heart and is ready to forgive you and wash you clean. The assurance of Psalm 51:17 is this, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. If you are responsible for the death of another person or many people through abortion or any other method, confess your past deeds of death and allow Jesus to rescue you from the stronghold of a destructive past. Let the glorious light of his presence heal your body, mind, and soul. Ask Jesus the Messiah what he wants you to do next. Wait patiently for his answer and follow his instructions. Jesus said this about his sheep at John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Take the freedom and eternal life Jesus extends to you from his hand. He suffered, bled, and died to give it to you. Finally, God does not hate what he created. He loves us passionately. Jesus is the demonstration of that love, and his Holy Spirit helps us to remember what he said. 
At Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20, we read Moses' exhortation to the children of Israel, and he speaks to all humanity today. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both you and your seed may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. You have heard the choices today. We urgently ask you to choose Jesus and therefore choose true love. Choose life. We at Save One More Now Incorporated encourage everyone to seek the Lord for His calling on your life. If you are faithful to spend time with Him throughout the day, you will come to know without a doubt that He really loves you and He has a purpose for your being here. We can be reached by email at truelife at saveonemorenow.org or our telephone number in the United States, 850-727-0493. We look forward to joining you next week and ask you to remember, Life is good. God gives life. God is good.